0: Welcome to Multiple Revenue Streams, the podcast for anyone who wants to start a side hustle, business owners who wish to expand, entrepreneurs who build brands, and moms who build empires. I'm your host, Linda Payan, and I'm here to encourage you to keep going, do the little things every day, and start building a revenue stream that you are proud of. Please sit back, relax, grab your sparkling water, and let's find it. Hey there, MRS listeners. It's Linda Payan. Thanks so much for listening today. We are going to talk about Vendor Events Part 2. So today we are going to discuss prepping for your event and then setting up for your event. And then next week we will discuss during the event, and then follow up. Let's get started with prepping for the event. I like to make a list of everything that I'm going to need. So I'm just going to share with you some items that you may or may not need, depending if you are going to be a vendor inside or outside. And you may do only indoor events, you may do only outdoor events, or you may do a little bit of both. Here's a pretty long list. I will make sure that I put it on the website so you have a checkoff sheet. Well, the first thing is folding tables. So you may or may not need tables when you are a vendor. If So here is one thing that I tend to do is on my calendar, I put the event that I'm doing, and then I put the times that the customers will be there, and then I put the time that I can set up. So hopefully your event planner has sent you this information well in advance so you know what time you need to set up or if you can set up the day before, the night before. What I also like to do is on my calendar for that particular event, I put if tables are provided or if I need to bring any. If tables are provided, I write down how many that I paid for, just so that you don't get to the event without a table. I was at an event probably three weeks ago, and one of my neighbors showed up. Unfortunately, we were allowed to set up the day before, and she showed up the day before and didn't have a table with her and lived kind of far, so it wasn't like she could pop home and grab her table and come back. Her husband was with her, fortunately, and he went out and bought another table. To alleviate that issue, make sure I like to write it on my calendar. Um, It just keeps me organized that way. Uh, If you have a a different way about going about keeping it, I'd love to hear about it. So anyway, tables are really important because you have to be able to put your items on there. If you don't have tables, you may have displays such as Clothing racks or whatever you have for your products, risers, risers you may want for your folding tables. If you do not have adjustable tables, you put them under the four legs of your table, like you would. They're bed risers, so you you know if you want extra room underneath your bed, you get a bed riser, and you put them on the four corners of your bed, and then you can do the same thing for your tables, and it makes for a nice customer experience because your items are at the customer level where they don't have to bend over. You also want to make sure that you take a sign of some sort, could be a sign that you put on your table or a sign that you hang, depending on your setup, either one or both. And of course, you want to take marketing materials. I cannot tell you how many times I have gone to events where I really loved the products that a particular vendor has had, but they don't have any kind of marketing, none, they don't have a website. They don't have business cards. They don't have, they don't have anything. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have that kind of information. And some of the vendors that I talked to have made all their products. They're beautiful. They're they're amazing products. And they've either forgotten their business cards. And you know, this does happen, but you want to have a backup and you wanna make sure that you have a bag of some sort that has all of your marketing literature so that you never forget that when you go to an event. Now, another thing that you can do is have an electronic or a marketing item. And a couple of those things, one is called um, DOT, D-O-T. Um, it's a dot that you can, it's like a little, almost looks like a magnet, but it's not a magnet. And you can just put it on your phone and then the other person with their phone just taps on this dot thing and they they get all of your information. And it's great for networking. Like if you go to networking events or if you're doing any kind of trade show, if you're doing any kind of event, it is a really easy thing to do. Um, some people prefer that over business cards. I would have business cards as well. You want to make sure that you have marketing materials for all of your customers. You may have some customers that are very technical and can do you know, the dot card. There's another one. It's called Link, L-A-N-Q, and they have a bracelet, and they also have um, a card that you can use, and they have a sign. So they have a lot of different ways for you to... Get that information. You can also create a QR code. And this is very simple. Actually, you can just print out a QR code on a piece of paper and people can take a picture of that and it'll link right to your site. How wonderful is that? You don't need to even spend a lot of money. You're literally printing one sign and putting it in a frame, put it in a picture frame, put it on regular copy paper. It's not, it doesn't have to cost you a lot, but prepping for events is vital so that you can maintain great relationships and ongoing relationships with your customers. Another thing that don't forget for an event is a card reader or whatever way that you are able to take payment. There's so many ways to take payment now. Cash App, there's Venmo, PayPal, Apple Pay, and then all of the credit cards with Square or whatever you're using for your processor. Make sure that you have that. And then cash as well. Some people will pay in cash. I don't really see too much of that anymore, but it kind of depends on the event. If you accept cash, that means you have change. And I just want you to be very careful with your cash box. A lot of people will have a checkout stand and they'll have a cash box in there. Well, anybody that is not very nice and wants to steal things knows that that's probably where you're keeping your cash. Even though it's locked, you might have a great system where it's locked make sure that you are always there or somebody is always there or keep your cash on yourself. I wear an apron with cash on there. I don't carry a lot of change, but I do have change for cash on me at all times because when you're walking around and helping customers, maybe you can't always be near that cash box. So it's just a a way of protecting yourself and protecting all your hard work. Some vendors use an iPad with a nice stand to, collect payment. I love that because they can they keep it in one spot. It doesn't it's not mobile. They there's um I Apple has a stand that you can spin it around where you do the work, you spin it around and the customer can sign for payment. Another thing don't forget is bags, whatever kind of product you have. I'm sure you probably need a bag unless you have really big, maybe signs or whatever. I have jewelry and accessories, so jewelry always goes in a small bag, and then I have larger bags for other products or if they purchase multiple. And then you want to make sure you have tablecloths because you want to make sure to cover up any extra items during your event. And it's also makes your table look way more inviting. Nobody wants to see underneath the table. Nobody wants to see a bare table. You want to make your area very inviting because most of the time you're competing against sometimes hundreds, if not thousands, of other vendors. So make sure that you have nice tablecloths all the way to the floor. And of course, if you're outdoors, you will want a tent. And there are a whole bunch of different kinds of tents that are available. And you need to make sure that you get the one that fits your needs. The best kind to get is one where you do not have slanted legs because it does interfere with your space. It gives you less space. Also, I feel like it's a little more of a tripping hazard. So just be, be cognizant about that when you're looking for tents. And the other thing you're going to have to have if you do outdoor events with tents is you're going to need weight. It's recommended to have a minimum 50 pounds on each leg and also to tie the top of each corner with a very long rope and have weights connected to that as well. So you want to weight your legs. You want to weight the top of your tent. Mother nature is crazy some days. So please make sure everything is weighted. So we're still talking prep for your event. Let's talk about your product a little bit maybe you make your products. So if you're a maker, then you're probably making your product for months and months and months. and, And you want to make sure that everything is marked. If it's not marked individually, make sure that you have signs or multiple signs with pricing for each product. Make sure you have something that can capture their email and phone number, email and or phone number. You know, you could do this, with paper and pen. Some people prefer that. Maybe you have it on a clipboard in like a list form or maybe you have a little raffle where they fill out their name and email and phone or whatever information you want and and they put it in in a little bin. That could be one way to capture their information and you're giving away one of your products as an incentive for them to give you their their email. I like to do that. I always give away an, a pair or two of earrings at each event. Maybe you're collecting their information electronically when they check out. So when you get their information, you take an email and maybe their first name or maybe their phone number also. Whatever information that they are willing to give you, I would I would take Uh, because it's going to help you in the future to build a relationship with them. And they will learn to trust you even more and share your information with their friends and family. So another thing that another vendor does that I love is they bring a notebook. And she started this years ago when she first started doing events and has a notebook with everything that she's sold how much she made each day at each event. And then she compares it from years past to see whether she should continue to do the events or not. I really love this idea and wanted to share it with you. Now, the other thing is if you have an online system, well, that's probably even better. So if you have an online system that tracks your inventory, and tracks your daily sales, that'll be great as well. It's nice to keep it in a notebook where you can just open it up and look at it for future reference, maybe for inventory purposes and for selecting events for the following year. Make sure that you have enough inventory. If it's a really large event, bring extra inventory as you never know. You know, sometimes if you bring extra inventory, you're frustrated because it just sits there under the table and it's like, gosh, why did I bring that Why did I bring that inventory, you know, as a whole extra bin or two or three when I didn't even use it? But just as you go to the event and don't bring it, maybe a person wanted five of the same thing and you have them, but they're sitting at home. It's not going to do you any good at home. And because I will tell you that most people, they want it right then. They don't want you to ship it to them. They they don't want anything about that when they're at an event. It's different than shopping online, right? They want it then. They want it now. So take that extra inventory. The other thing that you're going to want to prep for before the event is your marketing. So you're going to want to market for the event. You can do this a whole bunch of ways. Maybe you have a website where you have an events tab. The other thing you can do is share this on your in your emails about your events. Share it on social. If the event has a Facebook page, make sure to comment in there. And if you're allowed to post your pictures in there, please do that so that... People coming can plan for you and plan to come visit your table. Let's talk about food at the event. Sometimes you do not have enough time to leave your table to go grab food. And other times you may be the only person at your table, so you can't leave it to go get food. Always take some sort of cooler, pack your favorite snack. And I always take at least four water bottles, and that's when I'm inside. If you're outside, I would take six or more. And if you have more, that's great. You can, maybe your neighbor will need it if it's super hot, you know, and maybe you're going to need it just to cool off when, if it's super hot out there. And speaking of super hot events, get a fan when, when it's a 95, a hundred degrees and really stagnant outside, Get a fan for those events and vice versa. If you're doing events in the winter, I know I went to an event one time. I was not a vendor. I was a customer and a friend of mine was a vendor and she made the most delicious pies and baked goods. And she did an event in the middle of December. I mean, I think she sold out. It was a pretty well attended event and it was freezing that day. It was so cold. Well, she had a great tent with walls up and she had a large heater. So (laughs) either a fan or a heater might come in very handy for those outdoor events. And let's talk about a battery charger. That is something you can also Google and find. They make some really great batteries battery chargers that... So a lot of the indoor events will charge you electricity and some of the fees are quite high. To alleviate the electricity fee, you can just get yourself a battery charger, which is great. I mean, most of them will last 8, 10, 15 hours. I haven't had a problem with mine. It quickly pays for itself if you do a lot of indoor and outdoor events. It's handy. That leads into lighting. LED is... The best because it doesn't drain as much energy. Choose the right bulbs depending on your product. Um, I prefer the daylight, the super bright bulbs, just because it makes the jewelry shine. There are so many options for lighting. So you can have fairy lights, which are kind of sprinkles of light. That are for decoration or you can have hardcore spotlights so to speak if you have a large tent outside in the evening the other thing that you're gonna really want to have to save you time and to save your back and save your energy is a rolling cart of some sort there are some events where you have to walk quite a ways from your car to your destination And a cart of some sort is imperative. I have a flatbed cart, which is very handy, but I see a lot of people with a durable, foldable wagon, which I love those too. I think, honestly, if you have room, have both because some items are great for the wagon and some items are great for the flatbed. And of course, don't forget your product. I know everybody has different products and maybe you're a service business. If you are a service business, a lot of this stuff... Probably won't relate to you because you're probably going to have like one or two bags of items and maybe a big display. Maybe your display is your your biggest thing. Let's talk about the event necessities bundle. I always have a bundle with all the necessities such as packing tape, scotch tape, first aid kit, scissors, pricing labels, zip ties for those that have wire rack, command strips if you're hanging things on a wall, rope if you're hanging signs up. Those are typically what I put in, in my kit just to be safe. And then I have extras and I usually have extra of everything. So in case my neighbors need anything, I have it for them. Now that we've talked about so many things that you should take for a successful event, now you have to fit everything into your vehicle or maybe you have a trailer, which would be really awesome. Some businesses keep everything in their trailers so they don't have to load and unload in between events. If this is your full-time job and you do shows every weekend, I will say a trailer is the way to go because setting up and taking down is exhausting in itself. So if you don't have to unload and load your vehicle every time, that's even better. I know many of you listening do not have a trailer and you do have to load and unload every time. So this is where you can really make it work to fit in whatever vehicle you have. So now we're going to talk about setup day. So this is the day, this is the setup day, and let's go in to your event with a wonderful attitude because attitude is everything. Expect to do well that day. Expect to meet kind people. Expect to have great neighbors. Expect to sell a lot. Expect to gather a lot of people's information so you can follow up with them later. Expect an awesome day. So depending on your given space, depends on your setup. I know some places will have a six by six, maybe an eight by eight foot. Some have a 10 by 10 foot and some are limited to just one table, which is very limiting. So you are gonna wanna have options within your setup. And vertical options are... Necessary. So, we're going to talk about that a little bit. So, let's talk about when to set up. I try to arrive at the earliest time possible. Sometimes you might not be able to do that, but I find it to be very beneficial because then you're not stressed out trying to get everything loaded up and It's just not as stressful. And then you can have your setup exactly the way that you want it. So I know that sometimes it takes a long time to unload and some events you have to walk really far other events you have to move your car to an off-site location we went to an event where we had to move our cars to an off-site location and weren't told until like the morning of or something crazy like that just make sure that you allot for an a little extra time set up early so you can meet other vendors shop other vendors as it's really nice to support other small businesses. Now, there are multiple setup possibilities for your tables. You can do an L display, a T display, a U display, an inverted U, an inverted T. You can do a Z, um, I guess a backward Z. You are also going to want to make sure that you get the Wi-Fi wifi password to help your transactions run smoothly. Typically, if this is necessary, most event planners will have the code on a folder at your table or they will have emailed this to you already. I keep all my crates and suitcases and anything that I've brought in to the event underneath the table so nobody sees any of that stuff. You want your booth to look very inviting. Sometimes, what I'll do is I will bring a small folding table and I'll have that in the back so people don't see the folding table. I have it with, it's kind of like my checkout center for me behind the tables, because I'll have all my bags and, and any kind of pricing information and all my, and I will also have my event necessities bundle there along with all my checkout stuff that I need. If I don't have room for that folding table, then I will use the, I, I bring a couple of, of large crates. And so I will just use the crates and put my stuff on top of those. People don't see those because it's behind, kind of behind the scenes. So it's a way for me to create a table without bringing anything extra into the event. Many vendors will have an official checkout stand, which I really love the looks of. I think they look great. And your customers know exactly where to go when they are all done checking out. And you've got everything in that spot for Checkout. So that's really handy if you have, if you've created room in your booth for a designated checkout. It is really nice. So you're going to want something to stand out in your booth to catch people's attention. Maybe it's your color scheme. Maybe it's fun and flowery. Maybe you have a wheel with a giveaway. Maybe you have some sort of game for people to play and win a prize. Or maybe you have your best sellers as the first item your customer sees to bring them into your booth, tent, or table. Think about what would be best for your table. I know that a lot of service businesses will have a large wheel or a Plinko game or something like that. In the past, I've had a wheel and I've had also a Plinko game and they both draw in a lot of attention. They're super fun. And you just have to have some giveaways. The giveaways don't have to cost a lot. They're just kind of fun. Make sure that your giveaways have your information on them. If they, if, if you're doing a giveaway and you found a product that's kind of fun at the dollar store or something like that, and it doesn't have your information on it, then put it in a like a little baggie with your business card in there. You want to make sure that they keep your information if you're giving them something free. Well, they may not keep it, but you want to give it to them in case you get some in case you give them something free. After you are all set up, offer to help your neighbors if necessary. After all, you're going to be spending time with your neighbors. If it's a slow day, hopefully it'll be, it won't be slow, but I always, you know, I I want to help out my neighbors as much as I can. Think about what you would do for your table to draw attention in, and make a list of items that you're gonna to need to take. Think about your setup day and what would help you with setup. You may wanna do a sample setup in your driveway, or in your living room. Uh, I know a lot of people do that and you may have to tweak it a little bit, but at least you'll have kind of an idea of, you know, if you've got everything marked, if you've got all the items that you thought you were gonna take, that you have them all ready to go. So if you loved this episode and enjoy listening to the MRS Multiple Revenue Streams Podcast with Linda Payan, then please give us a five-star review. We would be ever so grateful to you for giving us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to us. Thank you so much and enjoy your day.